Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And now for something special. The unit is self-contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright, and so on. It's a rigorous training dished on who know all there is to know about horses, and it brings results. We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the HL zone, which is also called the horn to lamini zone. Also, what are three axes of rotations within the hoof? And we dive into front end of the horses, considering the limb length as well. Over my far right-hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Travis? I'm doing okay. Did you survive the storm? The big hurricane Ivan Ian that came through. Did you survive? Barely. Why do you say barely? Oh, it wasn't bad at the house. Didn't even fill up the pond that's down low. You know what's sad? We have about three dead trees. I mean, I mean, literally dead. Now, they're about two foot in diameter, the base of them, so I can't go out there with a chainsaw and just whack them down. They're, they're huge oak trees that are out there, and they're dead. And I'm thinking, all right, this is the storm. This is the storm that's going to come through and knock these things down. Nothing. Not even, not even one branch off that dead tree fell. But in the very backside of the property, a brand new, nice, green limb that's about 18 inches in diameter snapped and fell on the electric fence now granted we kept the horses in in the barn during the whole storm and everything of course we didn't get a whole lot of rain i think we got one to two in- i'm sorry two to three inches of rain right uh, a little bit of runoff but the property tapers towards the back so we didn't have any standing water but yeah a live branch falls from the tree you know hits the fence all my dead trees that are out there nothing they're just standing tall like just hanging out they're trying to try to knock me down better to do. and the horses were great my wife like i said you know any kind of storms or anything even a normal rainstorm she brings the horses into the barn right the horses were in the barn for probably about a good 18 hours and then we let them out in the pastures and stuff while we cleaned the stalls took about two hours to do that and then brought the horses back in so everyone was good uh everyone survived the storm and now mike we are starting to get into this weather change the fall weather yes we now, are now what should we be looking for now that the weather's changing and uh, what are you seeing out there a little bit more this time of year we are definitely having a flare-up in laminitic horses and I'm seeing more with heavier horses more than normal. And even horses that have been on dirt lots, seeing more in the warm, bloody horses now than I think I've ever seen before. Some of that is maintenance and let's take care of our horses and how heavy are we running them. And then horses are going into metabolic changes, going into the cooler weather to intentionally pack on weight. And we never let our horses lose weight because we wouldn't want that. No, I know that we feed, we have a center pasture that's almost just like dirt and weeds and the horses just eat the little tops of them. But doesn't really get like a good balance so we'll put the timothy fescue not timothy fescue sorry the timothy orchard in their hay bins out there two flex per day that's right. all they get and it's like super compressed packed and then we have our pony the little miniature horse which sweetheart get, yes uh, cayenne she goes in the back pasture where there's plenty of grass but she doesn't get any hay so she's feast or famine for her out right. there yeah so we 
we need to watch that and don't want to get, get those calls. Should we, I know, I know you were saying during the summertime, so the horses are fattening up, of course, spring and, and summer because the foliage and the fields are good. So should I still be putting out hay, even if the fields, I still have grass in the field, should I still be putting out hay or no? Well, that's going to vary depending on what your fields look like, but monitor the horse's weight. How fast are they putting on weight? And there's certain times of year, it's not bad to let their weight back off a little bit. Now, in the reverse of that, you know, they say that it's bad to put on a lot of weight quickly. Right. Is it the same way? You don't want to lose a lot of weight quickly as well? Do you want to gradually do that? Or is it okay for a horse to go from, let's say, 1,500 pounds down to 1,200 pounds in a matter of like two months? Or is that is that too extreme? That's, a, that's probably a bit extreme. Sorry, I don't know anything. So You know, I don't, yeah, that's a bit extreme. Weight tapes are easy to get. Monitor the horse's weight. Too many of these things could have been prevented very easily with just monitoring your horse a little bit. The key is not to play catch-up now, is to play maintenance year-round. Play maintenance year-round. Don't want to get called in behind the eight ball on these things. All right, guys, well, stick around. we got a big show to get into, lots to talk about. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We'll be right back. for your next dressage or jumper horse but have no idea where to start it's intimidating when going out on your own to find that one horse that meets your needs and level of training now you can regain your confidence by going to one place norcordia.com norcordia's mission is to find educate and market an exclusive fleet of well-trained talented horses across the globe with transparency honesty and top-notch customer service each horse in the norcordia portfolio comes with a complete set of x-rays and vet checks based in wellington florida as well as new jersey and denmark norcordia is a premier selection and training group with contacts stretching across europe asia and the usa norcordia offers complete veterinarian and shipping services at your disposal norcordia can take care of every detail when getting your new horse from its current home to your doorstep visit them today at norcordia.com that's norcordia.com horses for life Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the official farrier of the 2018 Equestrian Games. And if you'd like to ask Mike Stein a question, he's free to answer any questions. And we'll answer them right here on the podcast. And the way you do that is go to equinedynamics.com. Fill out that little form at the top of the page that says contact us. Make sure you put podcasts in the subject line. Ask the question. We'll answer the question here on the air. And make sure you put a return address. And Mike's got some stickers, some magnets, some keychains. He's got a whole bunch of free swag stuff to give you just for being part of the show. And we appreciate you guys as well. And don't forget. Also, every podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see me waving a mic, Mike waving me. You look good over there in that shirt. Well, thank you. <laughs> the other shirt you came up in here with had like horse snot and stuff on it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to look that way most of the time. Make sure you follow him on YouTube and subscribe as well. Now, we're going to talk about what is the HL zone, also known as the horn to lamini zone. Yeah, the horn is the hoof wall itself. The lamini is between the... the Sorry, I had to cough. The... <laughs> Did I, I screw you up? I screw you up, Mike. Go ahead. Apparently. <laughs> Let's just get it out right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, now I'll start over. All right. The hoof wall is the hoof horn. That's the H zone. The lamina between the hoof wall and the cough bone is the L zone, the lamina. 
when you're looking at x-rays and you're measuring the HL zone, you can measure from the dorsal wall all the way to the outside, all the way to front of the coffin bone, and you can get some measurements there that will start giving you good information that we tend not to look at, and also down at the tip. Now, when you're looking at the horn itself, one thing, you need to mark it with paste because when you shoot the x-ray, as the hoof comes around and gets thinner and thinner and thinner, it burns out a little bit of that. When you say paste, like what kind of paste are you talking about? There's some paste that we, the vets can put on the front of the hoof wall that will follow every little nook and cranny down the hoof wall. And so instead of that being burnt out, the paste will look, look like it's sitting slightly off the hoof on the x-ray. If you're measuring and you want accuracy, you need a point of reference that's going to be there. You know, this is a paste that is used to mark x-rays. We You don't know the name of it, it's just... I'm supposed to. <laughs> Special x-ray paste. A little white paste. It shows up on the x-rays. I think it's like a boreum paste or something along those lines. Okay. But that will follow the actual line. If you've got ripples in the hoof, it will show that. You're not burning that out. So then you can get a more accurate measurement of the x-ray itself. On the lamina zone, depending on how they're shot, and with some of the good x-ray units, you can see the lamina zone itself. People will measure the rotation off of that forward wall, which honestly, I don't look at that so much as we should, or as a lot of people do anymore, as stuff I've learned from like Dr. Redden. You know, you can have rotation, you can have distortion. You know, you got to start figuring out is this distortion or rotation. And there's a whole series of measurements to go along with that. And I refer people to Doc Redden and, and look at his information all the time. If I take your foot up on the hoof stand and I dress it really hard and I come back and shoot an x-ray, if you're just looking at that dorsal wall to the cough bone, I can completely change that picture. If you look at the lamina zone itself and you can start measuring the lamina zone, how thick it is at the top, how thick it is at the bottom as far as the lamina itself, you can start seeing a different picture. You can have a horse that has a low palmar angle that if you look at the joint alignment doesn't necessarily look like it's rotated or anything like that but then you go to the lamina zone itself the measurements may be out of whack there and maybe you've been into some laminitis and this well it's just sore footed in fact ran into a case like that here recently where there were venograms shot on the horse there were some definite problems of circulation on the venograms on the original radiograph the horse was a bit of a negative palmar angle so your, your joint is broken backwards and so well it's not laminitic but because 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 but when you start looking at that hl zone and start looking at that lamina zone it started telling a different story also you can get some lucid areas dark spots in that lamina zone and that's that's starting to tell you something about where you may have some abscessing or, or do we really have damage there you know that is something that definitely needs to be thought about every time you look at an x-ray you know just just the fact of if you've had inflammation in there and not necessarily rotation if you've had inflammation multiple times it can literally shove the coffin bone back further than it might normally set and that tends to not really bounce back that's where your measurements come in and knowing about where they should be for the size horse you're working with going to be a little bit different from a really light-footed thoroughbred to your big warm bloods but there's ranges you should be within and then looking at the laminar zone itself there's ranges you should be in it's more than just looking at where the bone column is as far as the cough bone and the angulation to the joint itself is it broken back broken forward or what's going on with between that dorsal wall and the external part of the hoof so my question mike is how am i a regular horse owner and i say i my wife and i she's had horses since she was you know 10 11 years old she could ride a bike she could ride a horse right how does the normal horse owner 
supposed to memorize all this stuff? I am I'm perplexed. Every time we sit here in the studio and we sit here and we talk for 30, 40, 45 minutes at a time, and you give me all this information, the, the coffin bone this and all that stuff. Let's say I'm a dressage rider because my wife is. We'll it, say that. We'll say that. And she's on the horse and she's now getting terminology and lessons and stuff from her trainer. She's got to remember, you know, the, to loosen the lines this way and create the lead line this way. And you've got all this information based on this animal from the hoof to the rider's experience to massaging and, and therapy and choosing a horse and making sure the horse is right. Why would anyone get into having horses? It's so much. It's almost like a, a part-time job, if not a full-time job, outside of your normal everyday activities. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know. I, I mean, it's intimidating. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mike? Right. I mean, so I guess, you know, it's good to have people that know this stuff, but it's also good for you as a normal horse owner to know this stuff as well. Me, I'm like... I well, it's kind of like it's kind of like this, Travis. In the horse business, we can we can call ourselves about anything. And I feel people that where I'm this, I'm that, I'm... Let's throw a podiatrist out there because you pick up horses' feet. Right. But, you know, there is some very good training out there and very intense training. And I just got through with the summer a week out of Doc Redden's, which is not my first round of it, and also years of further net. And, and there's a lot of other ways to go when you're going down this road. You know, the amount of training that people have, you can go to the hardware store and, I, you know, in a couple of weeks I can get you where you can LSU on, right? Right. And by God, you can be a farrier. You, you can be a hoof expert. You tried to get me right last there. week to help you. <laughs> you know, I have no problem with that because we all got to start somewhere. You know, that's kind of where I started was not, you don't start at the top end. Too many restrictions on us, well, then you can't think and you can't move and you can't cover new ground and you can't and you can't and you can't. In this country, we've done a lot of research and we've done a lot to improve what's been done on the farriers worldwide. There's other places where they do not have the freedom to try new things like we do here. Somebody's got to be able to push the limit, but you need to educate themselves. There's, there's a huge amount of education out there in this area for both vets and farriers. Whether or not they go after it, after vet school, after farrier school, after whatever, you can stay very basic in this and never go past that, and you can make a full career and have all the work you could ever do. But with all the knowledge and everything that we share with our listeners and everything, I'm afraid of just a normal horse owner that, that rides on the weekends or does a trail ride now and then. With all this information, does that person know all all this information i mean do they rely on their experts they rely on their vet they rely on their farrier they rely on their massage therapist right. and then all the all the people that that are part of that horse's well-being well yes you're correct they do make sure you're doing your best to do with well-educated people for the podiatry thing i'll tell you look up doc redden's website and see who has gone through the training you know, look at their resumes their what have they done where have they been who are they working with dick Mansman. You're talking about the x-rays and knowing what's going on. If you never take a look, Dick's suggestion was take a maintenance x-ray at least once a year. And that way when things start happening, you you can go back and start seeing where changes started making. Or on my end of it, do I need to make changes because of what's going on that, you know, there's there's plenty of feet that externally look good until you shoot that x-ray. All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about the three axis of rotations within a hull. Stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We'll be right back. Hey, Mike. 
Yes, Travis. Why do we massage horses? To get the best performance out of a horse we can and minimize the chance of injuries. Well, over at North Georgia Equine Massage and Body Works, you are working with the best. They provide care for all horses, shapes, sizes, and discipline. North Georgia Equine Massage and Body Works provides kinesiology taping and also cranial sacral therapy. Beyond simply feeling good, it can help your horse to achieve greater range of motion, better posture, reduce stress, improve proprioception, reduce the risk of injury, and also many other added benefits. This is not a one-size-fits-all session. Each horse is tailored to the needs of that horse at that time. North Georgia Equine Massage and Body Works is a holistic, relaxing, and a convenient process for your horse. Soon to come, they will also be offering PEMF magnetic therapy. Schedule your horse now at North GA Equine Massage. Massage.com, serving North Georgia, South Carolina, and the Charlotte area. That's North GA Equine Massage.com. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the 2017 Eventing Championship Farrier. You can follow Mike Stein over on Facebook as well. You posted something about some kind of pumpkin and ponies uh, walk or something that they're doing here in our little town. Did you see that? Yeah, I think I do remember that. You remember I've slept that? since then. <laughs> yeah. So Mike posts a bunch of different articles up there and, and things that you can do with your horses as well. Uh, so somewhere up on his Facebook page was the pumpkins and ponies that they're doing here in October. Are you going to go in pumpkins and ponies? I'm going to try. Uh, we do have a little pony out here. Her name is Cayenne. Uh, she's the baby of Pepper, who we lost several weeks back. So we might take her out there and, and put a, I don't know, some kind of Halloween costume on her and let her walk around with all the kids and stuff. So that'll be fun. Right. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, I have a matching video. You can see me waving Mike, Mike waving to me. And make sure you like and subscribe to him over on YouTube as well. And get your questions in over at equinedynamics.com in the contact section. Make sure you put podcasts in the subject line as well. So now we're going to talk about what are the three axes of rotations within a hoof. If you're watching us on the video, I'm going to switch cameras here so Mike can see this picture right here, and you guys can see it as Mike is talking about it in real okay. time. That That's what we're going to use on the last subject. Excuse oh, me. is that the last subject? Oh, right. Cancel everything. We can, we can use that, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it there. I'll keep it there. It's there. All You've right. done it. Uh, what are the three axes of rotations within a hoof? Okay. There was a lecture that I've listened to that several people have done on three axes of rotation six planes of balance the joint itself goes front to back you know from the toe to the heel flexes front to back okay when the horse comes into uneven terrain it flexes medial laterally and you know there's a rotation point that goes left to right medial laterally through the hoof where it flexes front to back when you're flexing medial laterally there is a rotation in the joint in the lower limb there's some give left medial laterally in the joint because it's got to conform to ground and we've got to deal with that and then the whole bone column itself from top to bottom rotates in, rotates out. So there's another rotation going up the bone column. That carries all the way into the shoulder of the horse. When we're looking at feet, looking at movement patterns and balance of the foot, is the hoof itself forcing the leg out of alignment in any of those rotations. So then you got to start looking at each side of the foot independently, front to back independently. You can break the foot down into quarters on the ground plane. And I've had people work with me, well, my tendency is I want to trim the foot the same all the way around. That's fine if the foot is not torqued into an odd shape. When we're prepping the foot, we've got to deal with getting the foot into a normalized position because you don't want to the way the foot's trimmed or shot or anything, pulling the foot left, pulling the foot right out of that alignment of the joint or that axis. 
because then we put that axis in a bind. And also, you know, forward to back, same thing. The limb rotating in, the limb rotating out, the foot going low medially or going low laterally. If we have a shear in the hoof, we can force that out of alignment. So we have to start looking at the you know, different different planes in the foot because you've got top, bottom, medial, lateral, front, and back. When you pick up feet, hold them in your hands, twist them around your hands, even with a with a shod foot on. That's what you're saying last week. Pick up the, the horse's foot right. and let it just sit there limp and let, see what it does. Let it limp, see what it does. Watch the horses as they move because as that foot comes off the ground, how does it hang under the leg? Now, I watch so many horses. To me, it's aggravating to watch a horse in, in slow-mo people do it because to get people to see it but i'm so used to doing it and been doing it for so many years it's like come on come on come on come on you know what i mean but just that horse comes off foot comes off the ground how is it hanging under the limb once the pressure's off you know when you're bringing the leg up off the ground when the pressure's off where does that foot want to go with the tendon ligament force with where the bone column wants to settle out and unload pressure in areas and what happens as that foot goes down? Now, every time I trim the foot, if I've got a rotation problem, so if I take just a shade off the medial heel and I put it down and let the foot press into the ground, that foot is constantly changing shape. When you got the foot up, you can take the foot in your hands and roll it in your hands. See if the horse wants to move, and that's something I kind of use as a bit of a gauge, if the foot wants to move freely or not freely. If I've got a jammed up heel and it just does not want to move, how aggressive am I going to get with what is done to the heel? There may be an injury causing that, and to try to force that into place when it doesn't really want to go well that's not necessarily a good thing either and we need to know what's and why's of it could be tendon ligament damage it could be joint damage it could be a number of things involved in that looking at the horse is too low an angle too high an angle that's the one axis is the foot breaking medial breaking lateral that's another axis and then the rotation in and out just a little bit of what we got to pay attention to as a farrier, and that directly affects movement problems. It directly affects the posture of the horse. This argument is posture. Is it a confirmation? If I've left a pressure point and it rotates the foot in, and that gets into, well, a whole another weird ball of wax, what am I doing to the shoulder? What am I doing to the hip, whether it be front or hind? And, you know, then there's a relationship of if I've got a front limb this in, that I've forced into an odd position because I did not take care of a pressure point, it changes the way the front end moves, directly affects the hind end. So my question for you on this topic is when you're changing the rotation to correct the horse's posture, right? how long does that normally take, and is there an age cutoff? Like, for example... People in their 70s and 80s wouldn't recommend getting a hip replacement. So, I mean, at what age at a horse are you like going to look at this horse? I wouldn't recommend a hip replacement on a horse either. <laughs> no, I'm talking about you and me. Well, yeah, you know, the thing of it is, Travis, is this is something you're dealing with every time you pick up a horse's foot. Every time you trim it. Every time if we're putting shoes on, we shoe it. Or not. If we're not paying attention to that, we're missing a lot of the game. And down the road, problems will creep up. And then you've got the horse that doesn't may have arthritic joints, may have tendon ligament damage, boom, 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 down the road. Then we put a horse into the vet clinic and start costing you money. But that's something they fairy needs to pay attention to every time they hear a horse walking on the concrete, see it in the dust, how much dirt's he stirring up, or whatever when you're watching much of the movement. That's part of what we're watching. What happens when the foot loads? Is are we getting an odd rotation? If we are you know, after you've watched thousands of horses, okay, if I rotate this way at this time, this is where I'm building pressure. I need to address that with the rasp. 
And what do you always say? Horses need to retire from old age. Old age, age, not unsoundness. Exactly. You know, as far as realigning joints themselves, I'm not talking about realigning joints. There are definite time when those young young horses where we can and can't. That's another discussion we need to have. Okay. All right, guys, stick around. Uh, We got a couple more little topics to get into, and we'll get you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. As much as we talk about taking care of our horses and maintenance and getting them the right care that they need, there's one person we need to concentrate on as well, and that's yourself. There's a revolutionary new prostate cancer treatment. This autumn, MetaHealth is highlighting the increased incidences of prostate cancer occurring worldwide. MetaHealth is a UK-based medical concierge service that supports international clients to access rapid, affordable, high-quality care in the UK. Get connected now with a whole network full of highly trained, qualified specialists covering a wide range of illnesses and health conditions. Prostate cancer is one of the leading causes of death in middle to older age men, especially those with a strong family background history. Guys, you need to go out there and get your PSA, your prostate-specific antigen levels checked because the earlier the prostate cancer is detected, the faster the treatment can commence, which saves lives. This revolutionary new process is virtually painless and is available in the UK to treat prostate cancer. This treatment is called high-intensity focused ultrasound, which utilizes intense focused sound waves and destroys the prostate cancer cells while preserving the healthy tissue around it. MetaHealth has collaborated with the expert urological surgeons who were part of this global team that developed the high-intensity focus ultrasound. So start your journey back to good health today. Contact MetaHealth.uk for your free initial assessment. That's MetaHealth.uk or find them on the WhatsApp at 447585-738-418. MetaHealth, we walk your journey with you. Hey, Mike. Hey, Travis. Are you still looking for a dressage or jumper horse? Every day. <laughs> Are you really? No. <laughs> yes. But if you were, where would you go? I would go to Nicordia. And why is that? Because of making sure you know what's out there and getting a good horse without going through a lot of hassle. Each horse at Nicordia's portfolio portfolio comes with a set of x-rays and vet checks. They're based in Wellington, Florida, as well as New Jersey and Denmark. So Nicordia is the premier selection of a training group with contacts stretching across Europe, Asia, and the USA. Nicordia offers veterinary and shipping services at your disposal. They also take care of getting that horse from its current location to your doorstep. So where do they go to find out all this information, Mike? Nicordia.com. That's Nicordia.com, Horses for Life. You can also contact Catherine Stoller at 561-779-1124. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He is now licensed a thoroughbred farrier through the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. And if you'd like to reach out to Mike Stein with any questions, go to equinedynamics.com, fill out the little contact section, put 
podcast in the subject line and make sure you put a return address because Michael will send you out some magnets, some stickers, some keychains, and all that stuff as well for being part of the show. And you would like to be part of the show as well. We'd love to have you over on the YouTube channel for every podcast we do. We have a matching video. You can see me waving a mic, Mike waving to me. And now he's going to get into that picture, the article we were talking about here just recently. We are going to dive into the front end of horses and considering the limb length. Mike? Yes, we are. All right. So let me switch cameras here. We're going to go to camera six so everyone can see us. And we can all be friends here. So here we go. What are we looking at here? Okay, that is a front limb, and we're talking about the front limb because it's kind of easy to notice. You know, I have people call me, well, I think I've got a horse with a short leg. And there's some articles written out about short-legged horses. But for the most part, if they're short in the cannon bone, they might make up for length in the radius. It's kind of hard to say for dead certain if you eat, dissect a horse and measure the bones. People won't let you do that. And also, when you start talking about, well, my horse is short on this side, you also got to look at your humerus and see what angle it is between the radius and the humerus the humerus the forearm of the horse i like to think more weak shoulder strong shoulder if i've got an upright foot typically that humerus is going to be laid over at a lower point which tightens up the triceps against the ulna in the back of the, of the elbow and kind of pulls up on your tendons and ligaments down the back of the leg all the way down to your coffin bone and we were talking about ray being able to touch a horse's shoulder and say if it was a high foot or low foot right well that's part of how he was telling Tell where, where the horse was tight in the triceps when he brushed his hand across the shoulder. Then you could tell, you know, what was going on. And also, that angle between the scapula and the humerus, if that's a closed angle because the shoulder's weak, well, you can go to the top of the horse and look at the horse. Oh, my God, my horse's back. Look down his back. He's two inches low in that shoulder. Oh, my God. We need to build it up. Well, that's one of those things that kind of has gone through some weird spells at times. And Tony Gonzalez back in the day did a lot of work with that. And as he, before his health went downhill with the strokes, his goal was to get away without pad work. Now, early on messing with these horses, I used a lot of pad work because I hadn't learned how to do it without the pad. And a lot of it has to do with those acts of rotation we were talking about and dealing with pressure and getting the leg where it will move freely. Also, learning from Mr. Ray Morris, the, my massage therapist friend and mentor and challenged each other and pushed each other for so many years who we've got the video up on what was going on it was the horse knotted up at the end of the shoulder can we break that loose and get freedom of movement because what you'll find is you start getting freedom of movement and you start dealing with an odd pressure in the foot and you get that shoulder moving more correctly then all of a sudden wow it starts squaring up my horse isn't short-legged anymore and didn't necessarily lift up the leg the problem with lifting up the leg is if you've got an injury, if you've got some tendon ligament damage in that shoulder sling, we're forcing it and you can't get away from the pressure. So that's where some of these horses later on will say, oh, we'll not like it. Also, long term, you tried to force a leg into a position. You can get a crushing effect on the on the foot, like running shims to turn a foot. At one point, I did use shims. I never use shims anymore. As time's gone on, and I've messed with so many of them, I've learned where to relieve pressure. And a lot of the horses that you're relieving pressure on were ones that we're sticking a shim on, trying to figure out how to get around it, because during the learning process, hadn't developed to that point. And that's where working your diagonals in the foot, medial lateral pressure, diagonal pressure, and all that starts coming in, and start really following what's going on with the coronary band. When I'm teaching balance of the foot, my lines are just not on the you know the ground surface of the foot. I'll carry all the way through the coronary band, and I've got kind of a measurement system that's gone between 
you know, dealing with Ovenax Natural Balance, with the Four Point, with Doc Redden, uh, looking at a number of other, you know, alignment deals as far as how to map out a foot, which when I started, we weren't mapping feet. Nobody did. And carrying that the way Gonzalez did all the way into the coronary band, I pretty much use his format into the coronary bands. What I teach is kind of a mishmash of what I've learned from a lot of places and brought together and found out what's the best for me over 30 some odd years. Is my horse short? or long okay if you look at the knee height and you got an upright hoof and a low slung hoof that knee height can miss, be misaligned and you look up into the top of the shoulder you can get a completely different picture and i've got i've got some great photos of this for you know clinics that i do we use this at the hoof care summit then when you go up to between the scapula and the humerus and look at that joint is that aligned or is it dropped on one side and uh that was a discussion ended up doing and actually, I went over to Churchill to look at some running horses because somebody in one of my clinics that was involved in racing said, no, you're wrong. I'll take you to look at my horses. And I took some little stickies and put on the horse. It's like, huh, it is dropped over in that shoulder. Now, so if we get that shoulder opened up and lifted, he'll start gaining stride length on that side. And you know, with a racehorse, we're not putting any pads on him. But our hands were put on them and a little bit of manipulation and got the horse moving and link kind of matched up the stride a bit. So let's say you're an owner of a horse. Are you getting ready to buy a new horse? Is this part of the, the x-rays and the vet check where you can physically go, okay, here's the x-rays of the, or the, what do the x-rays include when you're buying a new horse? Because I, I'm thinking like full, long, whole body x-ray. That would be nice. <laughs> it's not real practical. And how much money do you want to spend? Well, let's say I'm buying a $50,000 horse. All right. $50,000 horse, what x-rays are usually... Oh, if you spend $50,000 having the horse checked out before you buy it, making a $100,000 horse, <laughs> right. we can check out pretty much about everything. Yeah, no problem. So the average person, is there something like, and I say the average person, the average horse owner person can go and check and go, okay, our bodies are you know symmetrical to a certain point. You know, Our hands should meet together at a certain point. Our legs should meet together at a certain point. Is there something that buying a horse or looking at a new horse that you're going to purchase, is there something that they can go and, and Matt, you're just a, a cheat sheet for for lack of a better term. Oh yeah, there's cheat sheet. I don't have it written out, but it's learning the tricks to how to look at a horse. Right. Because we kind of go in there with horse, perfect horse. Right. And our minds and the horses are not any more even than we are. When I look at a horse, I go, okay, horse head, butt, four legs, mm -hmm. tail, ears, teeth, two eyes. I'm good. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's all I know. Right. And you know, watching your mane. Your mane falls in That's the pocket. That's right, yep. The mane, yeah. The mane falls in the pocket. I've got a dropped scapula due to rotation. The joint being closed, that's how it's going to sit lower. It's going to fall in the hole most of the time. There's always going to be that one that fools you because I've got pictures of some where the last part of the mane goes onto the, onto the big shoulder. But most likely, it will go to the lower shoulder. The little flexi curves that the saddle fitters use, I keep one in my truck. And people say, why do you have that you're a farrier? Because I need information and I need to, to correctly check myself sometimes. If I've got an odd rotation in a hind foot, most likely this is what the pelvis is going to do if one foot wants to drift out. But years of experience. You know, in the evaluation clinics, that's what we're teaching horse owners. Because if you learn the right tricks, you can pick up on what's going on a horse pretty quick. Now, on the other end, if you've never done this before, you go out and look at people's horses, you're going to look first, your first thought's going to be, ah! Because things, you know, once you start learning tricks, some of the stuff will start jumping out at you. 
when I go into a barn and I need to get the best performance out of my horse that walks in front of me, I don't sit there and, and lay my hands on and measure everything. Uh, I've got time limits to make, and I get used to horses that I work on, keep mental pictures of it. Nowadays with phones, you can take pictures. Take a left and a right shoulder straight on shot, equal distance out with your camera on your phone, and pull them up right next to each other. We should create an app. Mike, hear me out. Audio trademark. We should create an app on our phones to help you actually line up pictures and stuff for your horses. Like it would be some kind of template. Hey, if your horse is this, put the weight in, put the height in, all that stuff, and then t- start taking pictures of your horse. And we'll work on that. We'll work okay. on that. Well, okay. I'll get on. I'll get the tech crew on it right now. The R and D group. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a big R and D group. <laughs> so we'll get them on that as well. All right, guys, stick around. Uh, we got one more little segment. We'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You listen to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. What's the matter? With the clothes I'm wearing Can't you tell that your tie's too wide Maybe I should buy some old tab collars Welcome back to the age of jive Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress as flashy till you spend a lot of money Everybody's talking about the new sound Funny, but it's still rock and roll to me What's the matter with North Georgia Equine Massage and Body Works specializes in holistic, relaxing, and convenience for your horse. The purpose of Equine Body Works is to improve movement, performance, comfort, and well-being in a healthy horse. Let's talk about your horse. Equine Body Works has an array of benefits. Beyond simply feeling good, it can help your horse achieve a greater range of motion, better posture, reduce stress, and reduce the risk of injury, and so much more. We take our time to to listen to each individual horse's needs and tailor each experience to your horse. Our focus is on improving on the quality of life for every horse we serve. We provide massage therapy sessions to all horses of all shapes, sizes, and discipline. This could be for competition horses such as hunter jumper, barrel racers, and cutting horses, as well as the retired pasture pets that we have. North Georgia Equine Massage and Body Works takes care of North Georgia, South, and North Carolina. For more information, visit their website at NorthGAEquineMassage.com. That's NorthGAEquineMassage.com. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. And don't forget, if you'd like to have Mike come out and speak at your event, he does offer clinics as well. And the way you find out information on that is go to equinedynamics.com. There's a section called clinics. Click on that. All the information's there. And you can email him directly at any time at info at equinedynamics.com and put podcasts in the subject line and he will respond to you as soon as he possibly can. And over to my far inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Travis? I'm doing well. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well and also on Facebook at Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. Now, Mike, what did we learn today? What is the HL zone, also known as the horn to lamini zone? Learn to look at your horn to lamini zone. Ask your vets to mark it when they're taking x-rays. Look at not just the horn look at the laminite itself and start to decide what's going on with the horse. And the horn can be drastically changed with a rasp. 
so that can alter the appearance. So that's why you need to learn to look at the horn, horn to lamina zone in sections. Separate the horn from the lamina. What are the three axes of the rotation within a hoof? You have an axis that runs up the limb that rotates in and out. You have an axis that goes through the coffin joint that goes, you know, heel down, toe out, that flexes every time the horse moves, which is where you get your biggest movement. And then you have a medial lateral axis that goes through the center of the hoof towards the back that rotates as the horse steps into uneven ground. Or if we've got a foot that's really out of balance, it twists it into that when the horse loads. And diving into the front end of horses and considering the limb length. Yes. When you start deciding you've got a short-legged horse, start looking around and put together the full picture. Because, you know, most of these horses that have short legs, you know, when I work on them, well, my horse is short here. By the time we get get them moving, they... I've had him pick up four inches in, on one side of the scapula. Now, we did not make a single bone in that leg longer. <laughs> you just moved the way it positions. We, we got the horse to redevelop itself and open up joint angles, and that took care of your leg length. Most of them are not that far out. We're all a little out. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on YouTube, and the way you do that is go over to YouTube, search for Equine Dynamics Mike Stein, and he's got a bunch of, he was talking about the Ray Morse video up there about massaging horses. There's a four-part series up there. I think they're about 15 minutes each. Check that out as well, and make sure you follow Mike Stein on Facebook, and he posts a whole bunch of different articles, a bunch of different diagrams, and also you can find out all the information on the ponies and pumpkins that he's posted up there on the Facebook page as well. And if you have any questions, we'll read them here on the air. You get that over at equinedynamics.com over at the contact section and make sure if you like Mike Stein to show up at any of your events, perform any clinics at your location. He will do that as well. Fill out the clinic section over at equinedynamics.com. On behalf of Mike Stein over there. Thank you, Travis. My name is Travis saying see you next week. All of the doggies are in the corral. All of your work is done. Just close your eyes and dream, little pal. Dream of someone. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.